Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. I'm here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to compete for a championship. And that was my mindset. Once I entered the bubble, once I entered the quarantine process, the first uh, two days, and then right from our first practice, my mindset was to, if I'm going to be here, make the most of it. I just don't think that we're underdogs. I don't. So what that nobody picked us to be here? That's okay. I'm pretty sure nobody's picking us to win either. That's okay. But we understand that. We embrace that. Because at the end of the day, we truly don't care. There's LeBron James and Jimmy Butler talking about the finals. Lakers and Heat tonight, 7 o'clock on ABC. Game one. Can LeBron beat his old club? He doesn't care about that either, PK. Doesn't care. Do you believe him? No, not really. <laughs> oh, shut up. You're, you're a clown, man. I don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> nice pull. Oh, man. The Heat, the fifth-place seed out of the East. That's why nobody picked them. 75-1 to at the start of the season to make it to the championship. And now they're in the finals. Four more wins. And I guess whoever puts 75-1 to on them makes a whole lot of money. If they can pull it off. Yeah, you got me excited when you said four more, but then you said wins. Yeah, four more wins. Four more wins. Four more. There'd be nobody chanting four more wins. Yeah, maybe a few guys over on the bench. A couple family members. The Heat, the uh, lowest seed to make it to the finals since the Knicks in the lockout shortened year. So if you're looking for asterisk, PK, five and eight seeds in the NBA finals only happens in bizarro years. This year, no no uh, home court, all no fans, all neutral courts, no travel. That year, a 50-game season. I don't know that the uh, Heat follow into that category or fall into that category. Better team. You got to give them that. And not sure that the teams above them were that much better. You know, I think the regular season is one of an opportunity to, particularly when you have new guys, to get together and to learn each other and all that stuff that they say. Because I think that's important. You know, except for the Celtics and, well, yeah, Durant and the Warriors. And it's hard to just throw guys together. We saw that with the Olympic teams. That would be, on paper, better talent than some of these other countries, but yet they were losing early on, potentially. Uh, so they, they maybe they did have, didn't have as better talent. But to get the point that you need some time to just get to know each other. And I think the, the heat, and I can't prove this, because we won't go back and have an 82-game season where it's home and away and all that stuff. But I think this might be a little bit different. Plus, the teams above them, nobody really, really jumped out at you as, at least for me, I didn't think the Bucks were all that. I know they had the nice record, but, man, I just didn't see them having a depth of talent that was really going to be able to do something in the postseason because you can have the superstar, but you need more than that. You know, Antetokounmpo, in a sense is like basketball's Mike Trout. Really, really good, but he doesn't have enough around him. 
I think there's some truth to all of that. Certainly the familiarity on the court matters a lot. We've heard that from a long time from different generations of coaches. It's been true. You know, it's a free-flowing game. You all have to be able to react to each other right away. So the familiarity thing, absolutely. And the Heat are different than the Knicks. That Knicks team was barely over 500. Uh, they were like four games over in the 50-game season. This team was 15 over. So, yes, this is a better team. But it's still really unusual for a five-seed to pull this off. It's unusual in the playoffs for a team to beat two teams that are seeded better than it in a row. We see upsets, but usually you don't have the same team do it two in a row, and that's what the Heat have pulled off. Okay, but that's what I would argue. Was it really an upset? Well, actually, they beat three teams who were seeded better than them, but the Pacers, it was one game, so that feels like a toss-up. Uh, the uh, the Bucks. Yeah, it was an upset, but you're right, it's a flawed team. I mean, nobody thought the Bucks were this deep, perfectly balanced, well-oiled machine. Right, but you said three, so I'll give you one, but I don't know, and you already mitigated the one. Yeah, the so Pacers, the, that, that right, one, one game, that. you know. And they, they could have caught them if they played the other, you know, whatever games they missed. Uh, but when I look at Boston, I just don't see that they're ready to be better than the Heat. Yeah. And obviously they weren't. All right, game one tonight, 7 o'clock on ABC. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Vikings and Titans have closed their team facilities. Titans had eight positive COVID tests, three players, five staff. The NFL wants the Titans, uh, who will not allow anyone into their team facilities until Saturday, to play their game with the Steelers as scheduled. They might move the game to Monday. That, that's the one thing. They might give them one day of wiggle room. So I guess just uh, virtual meetings, virtual practices. Nobody can get together, but be ready to play anyway. Watch well, some a, film. Get the mental reps that will have to do. This is a video game generation, so we should have some experience doing this. We got Riley Jensen coming on. This is what he does. Mental, a mental strength coach for lots of... Mental performance Mental coach. performance coach for a lot of uh, local I do teams. the mental strength. He that, does the performance. Okay, good. We could talk to him about that. What do you think? How much... Uh, how much of the work can they actually get done, and how much will they be at a I'm not talking to Riley Jensen this morning. It, why is that? Because uh, it won't be here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good point. You got me I was there. Say, I, was like, I think we know why. <laughs> I did, but I didn't follow him. He was in PK mode. I'm like, oh, really? There's a grudge? What's the grudge? Oh, there's not a grudge. There's a conflict. I got it. Uh, so we got uh, the Broncos are going to start a third quarterback. In four games, a guy we're familiar with, the Boise State Broncos, Brett Rippon. Brett Rippon will get the start when the Broncos face the Jets. A couple of 0-3 teams on Thursday Night Football. Yak is making faces in there like he's thrown up in his mouth. <laughs> You've yeah, seen either of these, these teams play. That's going to be awful. I mean, I did watch Rippon, and obviously I've watched uh, Darnold play over the years, so I guess that could have some type of interest just to see I mean, I don't have any interest in either team, but these players, uh, to see them a little bit, uh, I, I can do that. But there uh, should be baseball on that night, too, so hopefully those games will be better. The, is the NBA, they're not playing back-to-back, are Nope, they? the NBA will be off, but you're right. There should be uh, eight baseball games, right? Because they're playing every day in this opening series. They're not taking days off, so it should be game— Well, there may not be yeah, game eight be. because they may not need a game three in some of these AL series, and it'll be game two in the NL series, so— uh, the Lions are going to turn to 35-year-old Adrian Peterson to be their lead back going forward. That's according to Daryl Bevel, their offensive coordinator. Peterson been part of a uh, – they've been doing running back by committee. 
DeAndre Swift, Kerryon Johnson. But it's going to be Peterson, the lead guy, 35. I think he'd wear down over the course of the season. We'll see how that works. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Yeah, I didn't I didn't pull my dad. I didn't pull the Hawaii Byron Rex. I could have, but it would it would have been unnecessary because there's no fans and it was at home. And so I guess I could have done uh, pulled a Byron Rex to Troy, but that would have been unsportsmanlike conduct. Ah, Isaac Rex having a little fun at his dad's uh at his dad's expense. Yeah, bleep him. Ah, <laughs> bleep you, bleep you all. Hey, you know, I'm just enjoying college football returning, and I want you to know I had a hell of a lot to do with football coming back. Thank me. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, the outbreak of COVID-19 for Notre Dame stemmed from the team eating the pregame meal together ahead of the game against USF. Uh, and there was a player who got sick on the sideline during the game. So Brian Kelly said the team doctors made the determinations after looking into the outbreak. Yeah, but did they know that? I don't, I don't see how you do know that. I think the guys are mixing enough, but, I mean, they're doctors, and I guess they did the contact tracing. When were all these guys together in the room and whatever? So. And, and I am tired of all this condemnation lately of Catholics. Let me tell you that. Some Catholics, some of those Catholics, Catholics are my best friends. So I'm sick and tired of people coming down on Catholics. I've had it. We got more college football coming up today. Lou Holtz once coached at a Catholic school, Notre Dame. His son Skip Holtz now coaches at Louisiana Tech. And they're going to play BYU this week. And we've got uh, the coach coming up at 9.05. BYU heavy favorites in that game. And there is clearly a mismatch of a couple units there, the Louisiana Tech's ability to defend the pass, BYU's ability to throw the ball. Looks like there could be some issues there for the Bulldogs. We'll talk with Skip Holtz about that and about his secondary coming up at 9.05. David Nixon, former BYU linebacker, will be here at 8 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Swung on and driven to deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. A Stantonian home run. He homers to left, and the Yankees have a 12-2 lead. So for the Yankees, we were just discussing their ability to hit the long ball under pressure in the playoffs. Can they do it? They've had some dry spells in the regular season. Game one, they had no issues. Four different guys homer, and they roll to an easy win. They blow out Cleveland 12-3. One of three road teams to win. They can't roll to a hard win. They can only roll to an easy win. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they just attacked uh, the, the great Cleveland Indians pitcher who had a phenomenal season, the Beefster, and just shelled him like he was nothing. That was shocking to me. And Garrett Cole, he was great. But that's what they paid him $8 trillion bucks <laughs> and a half of North Jersey for. Come on out and be great. Here's $8 trillion. Yeah. Well, he, he was, was, but it's a little easier to be great when they're scoring runs in bunches like that. I mean, they, I think they had him five runs by the fourth inning. You know, they're already yeah, in I understand that, but just he, his stuff was electric. Watching the majority of that game, uh, taking timeouts to watch a couple guys scream at each other was fun, but uh, I had the... Had that game on most of the time, and, and he was just mixing 97, 98 with just breaking balls and stuff. You can see... You can see why he's a big-time pitcher. He's talking about, uh, I guess, his uh, three-month-old son was there, they were saying. 
because they let some family and friends in. And so maybe that gave him a little boost. His wife is the uh, sister of the San Francisco Giants shortstop, Brandon Crawford. They were teammates in college at UC Los Angeles, as they were with Trevor Bauer, who pitched for the Reds. But Bauer and Cole hate each other, which is interesting. Why do they hate each other? Because Bauer is a freak. Okay, all right. <laughs> Nothing specific. Just Bauer going off the deep end on a regular basis. Yes, he's an odd, odd, odd duck. Now, he's very good, uh, but those two, yeah, I mean, they had uh, I think yeah. all sorts of beefs. Well, I think we've all read about Bauer being odd. That yeah. That's not breaking news, but I don't know if it was that or if there was something specific that happened in a game or whatever. It goes back to their colleges, and they were two top pitchers, and they got... Uh, I think the Bruins won the whole thing that year. I mean, we had two studs like that. That would be uh, an advantage. At the, at the top, <laughs> the guys who went on to be studs in, in the pros. And obviously, they were studs in college. But, but Cole came through, and the reason uh, they one of the reasons why they gave him all that money. Now it's just the first round, and they got a long way to go. Right. These are all best of three series. So the Yankees win the opener on the road. The White Sox went to Oakland and uh, won four to one. And the Minnesota Twins have now lost 17 straight in the playoffs. Jose Altuve, a bases-loaded walk, a 4-1 win for the Astros. to come in with a losing record, but now just need to win one of the next two to advance. The home team that came through was Tampa Bay. In Florida, the Rays beat the Jays 3-1. The Jays, without that Buffalo home field advantage, what will they do? Well, yeah, I don't know that they're going to be good enough to win in this, t- this series because Tampa Bay in my mind, clearly top to bottom, has the best pitching staff. And that really, really matters. And I would like to see the Yankees and the, the uh, Rays because they had some issues this year. And remember the uh, Tur- uh, Tampa Bay manager, Cash, said, I got a stable full of arms that throw 97. <laughs> so if you want to go beanball, I can bring in one fireballer after another to chuck at you, was the implication. So... It would be good to see those two teams get in there. I felt sorry for the A's, man. I just because uh, this you know, always out, happens. Yeah, they're out our way. It's hard for them to be compete, but they've done a phenomenal job. Bob Melman used to manage the Diamondbacks, so he was a good dude. So I, I would like to see them win, but they, they just didn't put up much of an effort or much of a resistance yesterday. So we got eight games, and uh, early in the day, they basically start every hour on the hour, PK. We got a game at 10, at 11, at noon, at 1, at 2, at 3, and then uh, Yankees and Indians on ESPN at 5, and the Brewers and Dodgers at 8. And they're all over the place. Check your listings, ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, TBS. They're everywhere. Yeah, I was surprised that one of the games I was looking for yesterday was on regular TV in the daytime. Yeah, ABC's got a yeah, yeah. they're doing a they're doing a midday game. It's the Marlins yeah. and Cubs today at noon. Because I went looking, ESPN, Fox, uh, TNT, right. Baseball Network. Where the freak is this game? And then uh, I thought, man, is it going to be on regular TV? I don't know what they have on these days anymore with only a couple of soaps going on. So I did flick over there, and sure enough, there it was, and and I watched a good portion of it. Yeah, if you're into baseball. I mean, today is like the best day ever. I guess it would be a, a noon game on ABC. That would probably be news and a couple of soaps, maybe into some syndicated stuff. Yeah, I don't really know. Well, no. my gosh. I mean, fortunately, I've got alternatives to find out what police say at noon. There it is. <laughs> uh, TBS has one game. That's the Jays and the Rays at 2 o'clock. Other than that, you're pretty much looking for ESPN and ESPN2. 
Primetime game tonight is Brewers and Dodgers. Yeah. And I know you're surprised by that. Not really. No. And as we were speaking with Steve uh, Klauke yesterday, and he mentioned it, the agreement between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball expires today. 160 affiliated teams expected to be cut down to 120 affiliated teams. And Steve was telling us, you know, what will the PCL look like? Will it even be called the Pacific Coast League? He expects Salt Lake to have a AAA team, but other AAA cities could go away, and there might be a AA league in California. He said there's all kinds of proposals out there. He didn't know which way to go. Well, when we have a reduction in sports, I view it like I do for the colleges. It doesn't matter to me personally, but I feel bad for those individuals involved. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out for uh, for Orem and Ogden because the Pioneer is a rookie league. The rookie league is that that's the thing that's going to take the big hit because they're going to be putting everybody at spring training facilities in Florida yeah, as they the come short out of the draft. A. Yeah, that short season a a league that's where the major hit and it'll be a reorganization. But it doesn't look great for teams in this time zone. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. That's what's trending. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, 8 o'clock, David Nixon, former BYU linebacker, 830. Riley Jensen, our college football insider. And Skip Holtz, coach of the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs at 905, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. For a Pac-12 team to get into the college football playoff with only seven games would not only have to go undefeated, but I think the other conference's top teams would have to have several losses. Oh, come on. That's I mean, you're, you're in the SEC, three. yeah, several. Like three losses. No in way. order for them to have a chance. Get out of town. Let's say Oregon just rolls everybody, beats everybody by two or three touchdowns. No. A team won't have to lose three times. And They're not getting in it. over a two-loss SEC team. It's not going to happen. The Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by Surga Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. PK, you have an amazing skill. Stunning. Amazing. A tremendous ability. It's on full display multiple times weekly here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And I want to trust you on this. Usually I can see you when you start to work. You know, it's like watching a well-designed play in football. You think this could be a big play. We might have something here. You know, and sometimes a guy runs up, makes a tackle, and gets the running back of the wide receiver at 10 or 15 yards instead of going 70 or 80 for a score. But right now, you've called a play, and it's not obvious to me how it's going to work. Now, it may, because you're you, and you're working your magic. But honestly, I don't see it. The skill, of course, is your ability to divide the audience in half. Other people can throw a question or a, a comment out there, an analysis of a game, and they can divide people 70, 30, or 80, or 20. I know a lot of people who can do that. I've done it a time or two myself. But your ability to day after day split it 50-50, unbelievable. But how have you done it with today's question? Today's question, who here is excited about the Lakers winning another title? PK, if you turn this into a 50-50 debate, you have topped yourself. 
because knowing the fine people up and down the Wasatch Front the way I do, this runs about 95.5, and the 5% are people who, A, either have loved LeBron their, his entire career and just root for him wherever he is, or B, they've relocated here from the greater Los Angeles area, and they're just lifelong Laker fans who grew up with him. And, and there are, you know, relatively significant number of those people here, but jazz fans and transplants here who root for other teams, you know, Devin, our, our guy from roots for Oregon and the Ducks and the Portland Trailblazers, he's hating this. Life. And Not most for life, though. You what? He didn't root for them for life. He just rooted him when Phil Knight decided to give him a bunch of money. Probably true there. Blazers for life, he didn't though. Miss the toilet bowl, come on. And there's no chance. He's excited about the Lakers winning another title. Yeah, but I think there's way more than 5% Laker fans that listen to us. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think there's way more Californians who've migrated. Who root for the Lakers, not the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. I think there's literally tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of Californians that live here. Okay, they, but I'm a Californian, came... but I'm not from L.A., so I'm not a Laker fan, so this is Okay, but me. I consider it Southern California. Northern California, they're now seeing the light and they're getting the hell out, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Southern California has seen it for a while now. And Northern California, it's now, we're seeing that, too. I mean, no offense to you people, but you're governmental leaders, man. I mean, it's it's a rough place to live. And so I think from the Southern California area, which is a massive area, it encompasses millions, obviously. And uh, I think there's a significant amount of those folks here, so I think there's more than 5%. All right. Well, then maybe you've done it. Maybe we'll get a massive response. I'm gonna put but I'm a... not saying 50-50 okay. by any stretch. I'm just saying I think there's more than 5%. Well, we'll see what percentage of our listenership is rooting for the Lakers. I'm putting it up on Twitter right now. Who are you rooting for in the NBA Finals? Lakers? Heat? Neither. And I think we got enough Laker haters here that the Heat will get a significant chunk of the votes here, don't you? Uh, yeah, to a degree. I think you'll find a lot that are still burned about the political stuff. And sure. And can say mm-hmm. it's not political, but you don't get to decide whether I believe it's political. That's one of the things that's gotten under my skin is people tell me, oh, this thing, this particular movement, whatever it is, this action isn't political. Well, it may not be for you, and that's fine, but you don't get to decide what I think about it. Well, so you stop telling me what I should think about you, your action. If you've checked out, you got the neither box to check right there. So Yeah, I would have put, uh, I guess neither's fine, but I would have put, uh, I've checked it's, out. Too pol- it's too political. Uh, because I think there's various reasons to check out. One, you're just a jazz fan. You're not necessarily out. an NBA fan. But I also think that there's a significant portion, to what degree I really don't, I can't say. I would just be a complete and total stab in the dark, that are turned off for the political reasons. And so they're not going to watch on purpose because of that, not because, oh, I okay. don't like to watch the Lakers or the Heat. All right, Lakers, Heat, and then we'll go, uh, we'll put in a, I've checked out. Now, you may have checked out because of the jazz or the politics, and then there's a, 
I'm what I'm watching, not rooting. Well, I don't understand why anybody, if you're a basketball fan, wouldn't want to like to watch the Heat. Their collection of a bunch of guys that were basically picked over. That's a fact. Guys who slid in the draft, guys who weren't wanted on other teams. Well, like Jay Crowder, man. What is he on his fourth team? Off the top of my head, if, uh, not, if not more. And you go yeah, I was actually going to say he might. Yeah, he might have been on more teams. And we know he's with um, Memphis. He's with the Jazz. Now he's with the Heat. He's Memphis, Boston, Jazz. Times. Heat. Off the, oh, Dallas. He was Dallas at yeah. the start. Yeah. Yeah. So so Dallas to Boston to Cleveland he's to Utah grinder. to Memphis to Miami. How, how, how do you not like that? And I think Joe Ingles says he's his favorite teammate. Well, that tells us something. He's 29 and he's on his sixth team. Yeah. He's not. I mean, the guy looks like Charles Atlas, so you got to have the body. But he worked to get the body. You know, I don't. I can't say he worked to get six six, but he's a second round pick. What? That just screams grinder. <laughs> I mean, plays hard, tough guy. Why wouldn't you like Jay Crowder? It doesn't make any sense to me for what what he's had to endure to get where he is. That's impressive. I root for him. So I, I I get you don't like the my uh, the uh, Laker thing, but the Heat thing you should like. It's a bunch of castoffs. Jimmy Butler last round or last pick of the first round. Uh, that's really good. Now he you know he signs a free agent and and Miami is a is a glamour location. So you know you got that going for you. Uh, but other than that, I don't think that they they this Duncan Robinson dude. Who's he? Hmm. But yet he's made himself an effective player on a very on a team that is is four wins away from winning a title. The Laker thing, yeah, this the it, it, it seems like I'm going to discount this one, but at the same time, this one would bother me of all the ones that they had. They didn't really work. To, there's nothing there. They didn't earn it. They were terrible for a long time. They cleared cap room. LeBron wanted to be in Hollywood, and then they tampered with Anthony Davis. We really want him when he's a free agent. And then uh, that leveraged him out of there. Davis is like, well, then uh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to play. Yeah, he, he babied he his way out. out. Yeah, he checked out after they tampered. And that's a problem to me. That would be a problem, I would think, for at least 20 of the 30 fan bases in the NBA, if not more. He's a marvelous player. There's no doubt about that. I don't de- deny his... Tremendous uh, coordination at his height and ability to, to do all the things that he does. Oh, yeah, but that's why they tampered with him. We all I, know I, I he's good. It. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to sit here and debate about whether he's good or not. He's See, good. I can live with Golden State's run more than I can live with this one. The Durant because, bugs you, but the other guys were drafted. Well, Durant, at least he went there to win a title. LeBron went there because it was Hollywood. There was no Anthony Davis there. There was a collection of a bunch of ragtag guys. But it didn't matter. He wanted to go there because of the city. Durant, if Golden State had been what they had been for many years, he doesn't go there. It's a great location and all, and if you're rich, it's a nice place to live because you got the money, It's the real estate is through the roof, but it doesn't matter, and the, and the state taxes don't matter because you're just making so much money. Who cares? And... So he went there to win. At least he put winning at a premium, right? And you could say he gravy trained the title and all that stuff. Fine. 
but at least he did put winning as a priority. That so that mattered. So I that's why I never really felt like, oh man, this guy. I know he took a lot of heat. You know, you're supposed to stay where you are and build the title, and that would have meant more if he would have won it all in Oklahoma City. I get it because he would have been a part of it literally since the beginning of that franchise when it got good and became a contender. But he did prioritize winning. LeBron went to Hollywood. Oh, the Lakers are there? Okay, great. Yeah, but LeBron just figures, I'm the best. Wherever I go, I prioritize I prioritize winning, and it happens. But he picked Hollywood. He did. He, picked, he didn't pick the Lakers first. Durant picked the Warriors first. He picked winning. I get LeBron, is an, and he's an awesome talent. No one can deny that. He's a superstar of the utmost degree. I don't begrudge his talent. I enjoy watching him play. I enjoy his competitive spirit at 35 to ball out. Everything you want in a player, he's got. So that has – I've got no problem with anything he does on the basketball floor. He's absolutely sensational. Everybody agrees with that. But – if Hollywood was in Bozeman, he would have gone to Bozeman. And the Laker management had been so mismanaged uh, for so long. Uh, they didn't deserve to win. <laughs> they didn't. Did we talk about the Jazz checking off the boxes with stable ownership, great front office, not changing coaches every third year or second year or second week? Drafting, developing, hiring, building a facility, putting a friggin' fireplace in there. And I'm surprised afterward, after practice, you don't look in there and the guys aren't sitting there with robes on and smoking <laughs> pipes. You know what I mean? They bend over backwards to cater to these young guys, do everything possible to try to win. The Lakers sucked for a decade. They had to let Kobe play out his deal, and they gave him a ton of money and all that stuff. But even that, aside from that, you know, magic, Alonzo Ball, he's going to be the next me. No, he's not. He's not one hundredth of you. You know what I mean? There was other guys out there, and you didn't draft well. You got. I'll give you Kuzma. You, you, you landed a decent piece, particularly where you got him. He's not a star, but you know, late got first, him at the end. But late first round, if you That's get a, a nice, guy. a nice selection. Yep, yeah. no, no doubt about it. And he probably could do better right now. His career, if he was on a crummier team, he'd put up bigger numbers because he'd be more of a focal point and have an opportunity to play through some of his growing pains. I get all that. But they were in the lottery six straight years, and there's yeah. no reason for the Lakers to be in the lottery six straight years. The Jazz, I think. I have to check. What are the Jazz in the lottery three straight years twice when they've had to rebuild? Yeah, and you understand that. Right. Well, I mean, there's a certain amount of you got to rebuild and you're going to be in the lottery. Yeah. But when you're the Lakers, with all the advantages they've got, you shouldn't be in the lottery. Yeah, after Stockton and and the Jazz were in the lottery three times, and then after the Darren Williams, they were in the lottery once, then they were in the playoffs, and they were in the lottery four times. So when they broke it up, they went to the lottery four times. And one of those four years, they had a winning record and didn't make it. The Lakers had six losing records in a row. Ooh, the 21 wins, 17 wins, 26 wins. I mean, they got really bad and stayed bad. And the more I talk about it, the more pissed I'm getting. Yes, well, you should. And I'm pissed that everybody else is pissed about last night. I don't know about you people, but that's what I do when I have a conversation. I scream and yell and interrupt. What the hell's so wrong about that? 
Well, you do do that, and it grates on people, so. No, but it does not. I'm 19 uh, years, and if I want four more years, I'll get them. Yeah, but you won't be doing that. Although Yach is laughing maniacally in there, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yach, what's wrong with you that you're laughing at this? Because I watched watched what Uh, happened last night. We all saw at least part of it. What's wrong with shouting, yelling, and interrupting? That's just. That's called Tuesday. And, well, there, I, and there were moments I, on both sides that I, I was think, like, this is PK's best moments. <laughs> <laughs> you two are freaking clowns. Shut up. The only person. <laughs> Just shut your mouth. <laughs> you watched the debate and thought of PK. Lots of people thought lots of stuff, but you watched the debate and thought of PK. It's true, though. Yeah. What was wrong with that, man? Down the cell in West Orange, 11 Lafayette Street, we'd have 40 Italians in there screaming and yelling the whole time. That was every freaking Sunday of my life when I lived back in Jersey. That's how I lived. Why was I, I, Man, I was rolling in it. I had my popcorn and my Coke Zero. It was awesome. <laughs> You're the one. Everybody I else. absolutely loved it. Everybody else, it was a dark day for democracy. Oh, hell why no. Did, it was a why great didn't Chris night. Wallace get a handle on that thing? Oh, <laughs> you could have had Ben Wallace and he wouldn't have been able to get a handle on that. Uh, that famous was really Wallace's segment, wasn't it? <laughs> William Wallace, let's go. <laughs> famous Wallace's. Rashid Wallace. I got one really good drop out of last night. Here you go. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well played, Yach. There's a few different ones, but that we, one we have some disaster of a segment. The guest doesn't show up, and we fumble about for a topic, caught off guard. And then you just drop that. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, early returns, PK. We're only 150 votes in here. Who are you rooting for in the NBA Finals? 42 percent of the vote going to the Heat. 36 percent have checked out. 13%, I'm watching, not rooting. That's where I am. The Lakers, 10% of the vote right now. So you're right, five was too low, but not by a lot. 10% Lakers right now. now well, you got to understand, though, Laker fans didn't come up here to have an 8-5 to five job. They're entrepreneurs. So they <laughs> so they're, they're not up yet. <laughs> no, they took their big money from the California real estate, and so they're not grinders. And, and the reality is, I'd say 98% of them are extremely soft. <laughs> you got a couple in mind right now. You got a couple of neighbors. You hope are listening. I'm also you? gonna have some family members gonna be texting me shortly. <laughs> oh. Californians are relocated. Yeah, they took their big money. My in-laws are all Californians, right? And they got their big money and they're sitting back and they're deciding which country club to join. Get out of my face. Get out of my town. Willow Creek. Hello, Riverside. Holy freak. Hidden Valley. It's a joke. Them Californians, I hate each and every <laughs> Devin, one of them. Devin just tweeted us. Uh, uh, also, DJ, I was living in Utah before Uncle Phil really started to kick in his alumni gifts. And then the the smiling, winking emoji. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've been a longtime Alabama fan myself. And he says, and no, I don't ever want to see the Lakers win another title. <laughs> I think you are. He doesn't want to, but he is. Yeah, I think we all think. Despite despite the fact that uh, the Heat don't view themselves as well, I don't know if all the Heat don't view themselves as underdogs. But Jimmy Butler doesn't view them as underdogs, and we don't, I don't care. Want to. I don't. I want that attitude. Who gives a crap? In fact, if anything, I'd want you to relish in that, and you know the old nobody believed in us type of thing. You're four wins away from being able to say that, and what a group! This would be great for the NBA 
if the Heat did it. Now they do. They it is the Heat. It is South Beach and all that stuff. But the collection of guys, a bunch of mid first round picks, right? Hero's been uh, lighting it up, and he was a thirteenth pick in the draft. Kelly yeah. Olynyk has migrated down there from Boston, and he's a Gonzaga guy. So we followed him, and he's thirteenth pick in the draft. And they got a bunch of guys like that. I think uh, bunch Rogers of people might have been later. He might have been second round. Yeah. Bunch of guys who other teams could have had, and in some cases, I mean, Goran Dragic is on his fourth team, I think, and Jay Crowder's well, on his sixth. Well, he did whine his way out of Phoenix, yeah, but it happened. And when they when they sent him to Miami, they weren't anything close to what they are now, right? All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. David Nixon coming up to talk BYU football. It's a Friday night game this week. Louisiana Tech, big underdogs. We'll talk with David Nixon about the Cougars trying to get to 3-0. Riley Jensen at 8.30 and Skip Holtz, the Bulldogs head football coach. We'll be here to talk Louisiana Tech and BYU at 9.05. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Our good friends over at KSL tweeted out a story that said, BYU hasn't had a Heisman finalist since 1991. Could Zach Wilson be the next in line? Why do we do this every year? You guys got to stop. No rap videos after game one. Just be cool for a bit. Let's at least get to the halfway point of the season. Just enjoy the season. Just enjoy the season. It's too soon. Don't dump the pressure on anybody because then you dump pressure on somebody and they don't perform to the standard and then it's like, oh, he's trash. And then you shred him up when he doesn't live up to the expectations that you set for him. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK reminding you to join the big show Friday from 2 to 7 at the Warehouse. 86 East University Parkway in Orm. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. Boom. All right, people. Got a little football question for you we put up yesterday. You've been voting. voting. We got in a little debate yesterday. Who do BYU football fans love in the NFL? Who's your go-to team, right? Back in the day with Steve Young and the Niners, it was obvious. Ty Detmer had a run, got the Eagles popular for a while. Chad Lewis was there, Reno Mahe. So there have been some ties. But right now, you got Andy Reid. He's got the Chiefs, the defending champs at 3-0. and Exciting quarterback, exciting team. But Taysom Hill is wildly popular. He's with the Saints. Uh, Yawk had us put... Uh, uh, Williams and the Packers up there. Jamal's there, and the Packers have a huge fan base. The Niners, I mean, Steve Young's gone, but they got Ziggy Ansa. They got uh, Fred Warner. So maybe it's Warner and Ansa there. PK, what? who's the most popular team? The gut instinct, the, the people. Uh, you probably the, the Chiefs, uh, but I, I can't root for the Chiefs anymore. Because? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. And Brittany Matthews, his fiance, announced on social media Tuesday that they will soon be having a baby. Um, hello, you didn't follow the order. <laughs> you got Yuck laughing again. He's in all shucks mode now. <laughs> That's his, against the honor code. His reaction to everything you say is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, first thing I thought, oh, fetch, honor code. There's a reason why I left that off the rundown today. <laughs> <laughs> like, neither one of us had seen that. I know, no. but... You know. The Saints and Hill with 38% of the vote. The Chiefs and Reed and Sorensen, 35% of the vote. So the Saints, slightly more popular than the Chiefs. 20% for the Niners and 7% for the Packers. So, 
There it is, the power of Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, yeah. What a guy, man. And what a situation. I don't know that a player, would you call him a part-time player? You wouldn't call him a full-time starter. I was going to go role player, but okay, part-time. Role player, sure. You know, we don't really think of that as a, a football term, but he's received so much publicity for his role. I mean, it's just amazing. And, and I laugh. Well, I don't think it's it, it's not as much anymore because the idea of him catching a pass, running a football, making a tackle, throwing the ball. He's done all those it, things. It's no longer a novelty. Yeah. And it, but I used to laugh at it just a year or two ago because it wasn't a novelty to me and it wasn't a novelty to us because we understand he's such a phenomenal athlete. He's really one of a kind. But, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of run. BYU doesn't get the run. Most of the time they're on. Their games are on so late back in the majority of the uh, where the people live on a Saturday night because he was part of that uh, with the contract with ESPN, putting the games on 8.15, 8.30. But to us, it's like, well, of course he can do that. He can outrun you. I've seen, he can leap tall buildings in a single Texas Longhorn defensive back. Seems like I've seen it multiple times. I was there in Austin, saw it live when he did that, and it was a phenomenal play. But it didn't surprise me because he's freaking Taysom Hill. He can do it all. 71 rushes, 24 catches. Pretty big numbers for a backup quarterback. And that doesn't, that doesn't even get into Mr. Uh, personal Protector on the punt team. Yeah, and he can block a punt, too. I was going to say, he's a punt block <laughs> specialist, too. Why doesn't he just return punts and get it over with? Do it all. Don't give him any idea. No, well, they no, could no, do no, it, no. and he would succeed at it. Uh, don't get your quarterback hurt doing that. He's your, he's your backup I understand. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing they've still got him doing all the stuff they have him doing because he's now the backup quarterback and Breeze is in his 40s and they really might need him and you really don't want to go to your third-string quarterback. Who is Winston? Yeah, I I guess his third-string quarterbacks, they've got the best. Jameis pick six Winston? They've got the the most experienced third-string quarterback in the NFL. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. David Nixon, former BYU linebacker, here to talk Cougars and Louisiana Tech. His weekly visit to talk all things college football next. Stay with us.